you live from deep with inside the wrestle house my name is carl carafel and this is turnbuckle talk we're looking at episode 259 that is right 259 episodes already it has been a trip. But I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. I'm going to continue on going. And first and foremost, I have to say, happy birthday. I know he's not going to see this program. But happy birthday to my inspiration for going and doing something on my own Mr. Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Go and check him out. Check out his Facebook page. Check out his programming. Nationally heard across the United States and across the globe because of the internet, which is absolutely fantastic. So go and check him out. And happy birthday, Clyde. Thank you for being the inspiration that you are. I got a little something special here for everyone today. We are actually joined, not by just all of you, my new co-hosts, but joined by my friend, my brother, and yes, you guessed it, Mighty Joe Morin. Mighty Joe, my friend, how the hell are you? I'm doing all right, man. It's been a little while. It's good to see you, man. It has been a little while. You've come on. You've popped on a little bit uh, here and there. Ed, it's Turnbuckle Talk Time with Carl. And this week, uh, that way, <laughs> Mighty Joe. Ed is a constant on this program. I absolutely love this guy. And uh, if you guys have not heard anything from Ed, make sure you stick around after this. 10 p.m. is going to be uh, start the double header of NWA Power Out and then NXT, like a cup of tea. NXT, they're gonna spill the tea over on <laughs> NXT. So, this program was titled 
standing in the hall of fame and i took that inspiration yes from that song that i can't even remember who did it now i had it i just had it and it's gone Hmm. too many concussions (laughs) standing in the hall of fame we're gonna talk some hall of fame today because there have been some interesting developments when it comes to hall of fames pluralized Ooh. Before we talk about Ooh. some Hall of Fames, we're going to talk a little bit about what Mighty Joe wanted to discuss this week. And that is one Mr. Cody Rhodes yeah. and the entire situation that has happened with Cody. For those of you that don't know, Cody and Brandy have not re-signed with AEW with all elite wrestling. Instead, they have decided to leave the company. Now, most people think that there was issues with other owners and, and uh, management and stuff like that. I can tell you that there really, I don't think that there really was considering all of them pretty much lost their, Uh, management positions within the company. So we're looking at Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody, all of them essentially are just talent now and not really management within the company. Joe, I know that you scour the internet for different things. Please tell me what you have found in regards to this Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes situation. It's it could be any number of things going on, man. Like, I mean, my initial thought, of course, being somebody who's followed wrestling for I've lost track of how long now, um, is that it, it, it's a work off the hop, right? That, that's my first inclination. I mean, I was not aware, keeping in mind that my perspective and my insights into the wrestling business has changed a lot because I've kind of distanced myself a little bit from it. But I do yeah. still try to pay attention to the, the big going ons, and this is definitely one of those things. But, I mean, the more that I kind of see about it, the more I'm doubting that that's the case and that there is something else going on. I mean, of course, first thing that's on the tip of everybody's tongue, if it's not, hey, it's a work, he's coming back, it's immediately the WWE, right? It's obviously still, they're the the biggest company in the world, so, hey, he's going to go back there, right? I don't know, man. I, I honestly think that, Anything is fair game. You could, you could see Crockett Cup. You could see him show up a Ring of Honor. You could see him show up in New Japan. Um, Impact. I, I know everybody is quick to hop into that WWE bandwagon, but I don't think so. I really don't think so. Considering everything that happened from the beginning, from the inception of AEW, leading all the way up until now, with how Cody was okay. So this is coming and I'm quoting in my own words, what has been said from Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega has come out and said that it was not Kenny Omega or the young bucks that wanted this war, that it was Cody who wanted to go to war against the WWE. Yeah. Keeping that in mind, do we really believe that Cody 
is going to go back to a company that he has worked so hard to destroy. Right. I mean, that initial first event, literally we had the, the Triple H thrown there and him literally <laughs> destroying that. With, with the, the sledgehammer. The MT- right. So um, it's just, it's the type of thing where, and I, I know others have done this, you know, where they, they leave all disenfranchised and jaded and all that kind of stuff. And then coming back. And then of course, my first inclination is, why? I mean, it's the literal definition of insanity. If you, you know, repeat the same thing and expect a different result every time. Right. So it's the type of thing. Does he really want to go back and be a mid card guy at best? I mean, nothing, nothing against Cody. Uh, in my humble opinion, he was never that number one guy. Cody is just, he just isn't that. And, and, and I apologize to all the Cody Rhodes fans out there. And uh, I'm not an anti-Cody Rose person. I just don't think that he's he's not that it top company guy. Um, a good talker, great worker in the ring, but just never going to be that top tier. Right. And I mean, I, I'm a Cody Rhodes fan. I do like his work. But even I will say that Cody Rhodes is a transitional IC mid-card yeah. at best, unfortunately. Right. Um. Even with that Rhodes name, yeah. Ed, just, I'm, sorry. I'm not sure exactly what Ed means here. <laughs> a wild might ho appears. A wild he, might ho appears. I think he. I think he either <laughs> meant to say Mighty Joe or he meant to say Mighty Ho, because I, I have made that mistake before on the on the, this network. I think it was a blowing out stream and. I get the H is right next to the J. I have made that same mistake, my friend. Right. <laughs> oh, Ed, I love you, man. Ed saying that uh, he will be watching on catch up tomorrow uh, because he has programming that he needs to watch for his show. Oh, NXT coming up. So, yeah, it's very interesting. This, this entire Cody and Brandy situation. Now, something that kind of ran through my mind a little bit is we, we do know that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ed meant mighty Joe. He says, oops. Oh no. Mighty <laughs> Joe. <laughs> so we do, we do know that the WWE has really tried to hold on to a lot of the roads, not just name, but character likeness, all of that, because dusty was a staple in the eighties, in the nineties, and then was huge and very instrumental when it came to NXT in the beginning black and gold days. So here's a thought for you. Cody wants everything that he can possibly grab uh, from his daddy, from his daddy's name, his daddy's likeness, everything that he can grab. Now, what if he had a meeting with Vincent Kennedy McMahon and Vince McMahon says, I will let you have anything roads that you want but I want you for a one-year contract 
and you can't say shit about anything we do with you. Wow. (sighs) I I, 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 I like where your head's at. And uh, I like the idea. I don't see it happening where I personally see him landing. And it might seem a little out of left field or a little obtuse or whatever you want to word it. I think that Cody is part of that relaunch of Ring of Honor. I agree I think with he's, that. I think he's going he's gonna to do that so that he can work the NWA if he wants to, work New Japan if he wants to, right? Yeah, I, I can definitely, definitely see that. Uh, I think it would be a fantastic addition to the Ring of Honor roster. Uh, considering, I don't know if you know, Joe, but in Impact Wrestling right now, they've got a group there called Honor No More, including um, uh, Mike Bennett and Vincent, PCO. Now, are we going to see those guys go back to Ring of Honor after this entire thing? See, I don't know. So if these guys have said we're not coming back, then maybe picking up somebody like Cody would be a good thing. Right. What, what, what I'm thinking is on the top of my mind now, somebody, you or somebody in our chat or somebody watching later, correct me if this has already happened. But I mean, dream scenarios and matchups to me that come to mind. And for me, one at the top of my list that may seem a little weird, but I mean, I think it would be totally awesome would be Cody Rhodes versus Matt Taven. I think that could be right. like a really interesting matchup, right? And another thing, too, if you want to make that splash entrance when. Well, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Maybe I'll save it uh, to what uh, you're getting into later. So I don't want to jump ahead of the uh, the host here. So Matt Taven is part of that honor no more as well. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I mean, having, you know, maybe, maybe a dream scenario situation where you actually do have these guys in honor no more come back to ring of honor and still play this honor no more gimmick. But then you have your staple in Cody who then has this feud with them, maybe, you know, brings in some of his own guys like uh, Silas young, Jonathan Gresham, possibly yep. right. Start building up this thing and have a little faction and a little uh, to do between all of those. So that's a really yep. good idea too. I think it's a good recognizable name to kickstart uh, the ring of honor stuff again. Will it happen? I hope so. Will they actually do it or not? Remains to be seen, my friend. Never say never in the world of professional wrestling. (laughs) We're going to come up to just a quick little break here. Things have changed around here a little bit. And yes, even the way that the program is done has changed up a little bit as well. So with that, we are going to take just a quick break to hear from some of our sponsors. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, 
the wrestling brand. I am Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. Joined alongside Mighty Joe this week, and it is absolutely fantastic to have Mighty Joe back with us again. And I am absolutely loving this new update from StreamYard with the background music. It is fantastic. You just heard there from Color and Elbow Brand, from Al Snow over at Color and Elbow Brand. Check them out, colorandelbowbrand.com. While you're there, when you make a purchase, and yes, things might seem as though there isn't very much stuff there right now. I think they're going through a little bit of a change over there as well. So there are 11 different shirts there for you to choose from. But you can get a discount when you use the promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. And you're going to get yourself 10% off the order. That's right. Mighty Joe is wearing uh, the mirror. Still I'm wearing one. the mirror sweater. I've got my hat on as usual. And this guy here, Supersonic X 1991. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And I am so happy that you were able to pop in and drop by for this episode of Turnbuckle Talk with Mighty Joe, a returning for an episode, Mighty Joe. Now we've talked a little bit of Cody Rhodes. And now we're going to move on. To the rest of the program, which talks and deals with Hall of Fame. Z. Z. Yes. Z. <laughs> Pluralized. But first, we're going to talk about a Hall of Famer. In one of Mighty Joe's favorite, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it's being reported and speculated that the WWE has reached out to Stone Cold for a match at WrestleMania. <clears throat> now, speculations right now is that it is going to be a matchup against uh, Kevin Owens. But that is yet to be seen. This is all still speculation. Considering right now on WWE programming, we have Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins as a tag team. And even winning their matchup last night and being included into a triple threat tag team matchup for the Raw Tag Team Championships. So while this news of Stone Cold Steve Austin making an appearance to wrestle at WrestleMania, the most stupendous show, as they're touting it, it's yet to be seen who he will actually be going up against. Joe, this is where I throw it over to you because I want to hear... And I know that it's been a while since you've watched WWE programming, but you do know some of the names that are still there. Who do you figure would be a good fit and a good uh, matchup for 
Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Before you give your answer, anyone that's watching as well in the chat, leave your answer in there as to who you think Stone Cold would go up against in a good matchup at WrestleMania. Mighty Joe, take it away. So I'll preface this with, with saying that I am probably one of the biggest Stone Cold Steve Austin fans out there. And I mean, who in our age group and from the time watching era isn't, right? I mean, he was literally the guy with the exception of The Rock during that time period that really brought wrestling to the mainstream and brought to the schoolyards and to, into just everyday conversations with a lot of people, right? And, and that is to oh, yeah. be applauded. When looking at this, we really need to put things into perspective because, like I said, don't get me wrong, I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nothing would make me happier to see him go into a wrestling ring and do his thing. But there is a big but here, Carl, and that's not what I'm talking about, people. Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, Stone Cold retired in 2003. It has been 19 years years since this man has stepped into a ring and to the best of my knowledge nobody has ever returned after that big of a that long of a time away from the wrestling ring i could be wrong somebody proves me wrong please put that in the comments or something for this episode and you know carl can address that later but i am i am one of the biggest stone cold steve austin fans out there and who would i have to see him as a point wrestlemania nobody really because i don't i don't want to see it his legacy and everything is it's it's one of the most enduring ones in the wrestling business with you know there's some other ones that rank right up there uh you know with your Shawn Michaels and that kind of stuff and yeah. and your under undertakers and your Ric Flairs and all that kind of stuff that there, there is a, a point in time where you just need to be like okay you know no no more right there is nothing left for him to prove inside of a wrestling ring um for him to come back and do like a like a segment like a Piper's Pit or something like that, fantastic! I am all for that. Have him chuck some beers and do a, a, a stunner. I am totally cool with that. But to do a full on match, I would. I, I don't want to see it, and, and that, that may sound terrible, but I, I just I don't want to see this legacy tarnish. And I think that if he were to do like a 10, 15 minute or longer match with somebody, I, I, I just, I don't see it being good. I think the only way that I could possibly see it being good and yes. Okay. Kevin Owens would be absolutely fantastic. So if that's true, I know that it would be a great matchup. And the only other name yeah. that I can really think of that I think would do it, do stone cold justice is Sami Zayn. I think Sami Zayn can definitely sell the way The Rock has done for Stone Cold in the past. Now, you say that you don't want to see it. And I know that a lot of one people... Exception. Okay, you go ahead with that. Go ahead. With one exception. I will make one exception. It would have to be a very short exchange. And this person is actually not... A stranger to this certain scenario and you actually mentioned his name carl um i would be perfectly cool with a very short very abrupt hard-hitting interaction with the rock if they were to do a thing where it's like okay we're gonna have a quick impromptu match they hit their signature moves done fine but 
with Steve's, uh, I, I will never lose that image from my mind of him taking that pile driver from Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's literally hardly anybody that can completely bounce back from that, Carl. Right. Um, I, I, I just, I don't care to see like a full on match, a little quick impromptu thing with the rock or even like a Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens fine, but like an actual match match. I tread carefully if you do so, because, you know, I was very vocal when Sean decided to come back for that, uh, tag match over in uh, yes. over in Saudi that I felt like that it wasn't good, right? And, and I said it wasn't going to be good, and a lot of people doubted me, and I think I ended up being correct, but I mean, <laughs> the results may vary, your mileage may vary on that, but uh, um, yeah. I, I just, like like I said, dude, I love Stone Cold, but I, I just I don't think he needs to do this. So now I'm going to throw this out to you. Lots of people as well said the exact same thing that you're saying with Amy Dumas, Lita. who has been retired for, I think, 16 years now Mm -hmm. and has, yes, come back and done, you know, like a, like a battle Royal or a Royal rumble type of situation. And it has been, it has been fantastic. Um, So they just did elimination chamber in Saudi. Yeah. And Lita had a matchup to which the fans and the internet wrestling community exploded for. Mm. And she kicked ass and made that shit look good for not being in there for 16, I believe it's 16 years. I was blown away and I would love to see more. Um, Yeah. JPJ. I love you, man. Coming in here saying her and Becky ruled. You're right. They they did. It was fantastic. Her and Becky Lynch put on an amazing matchup. I loved it. Yeah. But me personally, at the Royal Rumble, after we saw Lita get eliminated, I tweeted out immediately at K Carafel. I want to see more Lita. And sure as shit, what happened? We got more Lita. (laughs) I was happy with it. So now, I know that it's a different level. It's a different playing field when we talk Lita and we talk Stone Cold. I get that. But Lita's had her neck injuries as well, just like Stone Cold. Lita has had her injuries and would do all of the flippy shit and falling off of ladders into tables and all of this with Team Extreme back in the day. Yeah. So I think that we could give Stone Cold 10 minutes. I yeah. think 10 minutes would be good. Because the, the other thing to keep in mind, too, and I'm looking at this impromptu, and I should know this, um, you know, Lita is 46. And Mr. Stone Cold is a couple years away from being 60. So that's a thing to, t- to keep into perspective as well. Stone Cold's almost a 60 year old. That's true. So, right. So that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Supersonic coming in here saying that Becky and Bianca Belair had a great promo last night. I will have to go back and rewatch it because this is going to be my little uh, vent for this episode right now. Um, (laughs) When The Miz came out 
and declared that his tag team partner at WrestleMania to take on Rey Mysterio and Dominic is going to be Logan Paul. I turned my television off and went. Are to you bed. serious? Yes, I'm serious. serious. <laughs> yeah, legit one hundred percent. So, right? That's exactly what I did. I couldn't take. I turned. I turned my television off. I was oh, done. God. Gone. <sighs> I, I get it. I, I do. I said the same thing about Bad Bunny, right? And I, I was somewhat proven wrong there. But I mean, the, the Logan Paul, uh, the, the those those brothers, man, um, good boxers, but stay the hell away from my from Professor Austin, please. Stay away. Right. right. I agree with that. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. I, I do not want to see it, to be honest. I don't. No. I don't. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's Stone Cold. Our talk about Stone Cold. Go ahead. It, finish it, off there. It, the only thing worse than that, like especially if you had both of the, those Paul brothers, I guess the only ones that could be worse are what are the, uh, those Island boys. Oh, God. I hope I, I hope I, I hope I didn't just plant some bad juju into the the wrestling universe. But if those guys ever get near professional oh. wrestling, you will definitely see me coming to this program, and I will be pissed. Anyways, I digress. Oh my goodness, he will be a pissed off boy, <laughs> a pissed off boy. Yeah. Oh my god, I don't want to see that either. Not at all. Please. Coming up to our next little break here, we have actually got a, a little promo photo that I'm going to put up here. And while it is up, I'm going to do a little bit of explaining as to what is happening and going on. So we're moving, kind of. The programming on Love Wrestling, all the live content will now be available at twitch.tv slash lovewrestlingca starting March 1st. That is all Love Wrestling live streamed programming over at twitch.tv slash lovewrestlingca. So if you are not part of the Love Wrestling Twitch Please go over there so that you can continue to see live all of the programming. Now, we're not cutting it out totally from all the other platforms because it will be released given about 24 hours-ish after the live stream happens. Then it will be released out to uh, you know, different Facebook pages, YouTube pages, all of those different things. So as you see there programming like between two beards my good friends jpj and plugo nxt t-e-a nxt is going to be doing the same thing power out blowing off stream quizplex all the programming that is live is going to be moving come march 1st so make sure you go and subscribe to twitch.tv slash love wrestling ca to stay on top of it and keep all of the content going live for you
and welcome back to this edition of Turnbuckle Talk. I am Carl Carafel. You can interact with us by using the comment section on this program. Unfortunately, we do not have a call-in situation, which would be fantastic. I would love if we did, but we're not quite at that level just yet. But the level that we are at is anyone that wants to interact. Use that comment section. And that's where we can discuss. So Hall of Fames. I don't know if you've heard this yet or not, Joe, but Ring of Honor mm-hmm. has started their own Hall of Fame. And I don't know if you know who has been included in there. So we're looking at the Briscoe brothers, Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, and the latest, and I do understand correctly, the last inductee, CM Punk. (laughs) You want to talk about a stacked Hall of Fame? That is it right there. We know Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, CM Punk. They have all gone and left from Ring of Honor, went on and did things with um, the WWE, did good things with the WWE, has worked for other promotions as well with Brian Danielson working for AEW, currently CM Punk as well, Samoa Joe kind of out there right now. I mean, the Briscoe brothers, a staple of Ring of Honor, and I am so happy that they are included in that first ever lineup. What do you think? Give me your thoughts here, Joe, on this Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. For the first one, it's perfect. They they hit the nail on the head with every single one of those. The Briscoes, OGs from day one, have been with that company. Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, and Punk, all ones that were very pivotal in the very early days of Ring of Honor to really bring it even into – fans awareness um due largely to those guys so i mean absolutely perfect pick for every single one of those love it if there was anyone that you could add as a fifth inductee who would it be there's only one name only one name okay and that's jay lethal yeah (laughs) right Jay Lethal. Yep. Right. I mean, outside of impact, I mean, another one of those guys where it was just, he helped carry that company for a good amount of time. I, I forget exactly how long that reign lasted there, but I mean, he was their champion for quite a long time and really took that company and put on his back and, and, and carried them through some, some tough times there. So yeah. I would definitely, um, Went to see him at it. And the only other thing that I would add to loop back to what we were talking about earlier with Mr. Cody Rhodes, if you wanted to do some shenanigans and some fun, when Mr. Phil Brooks or Mr. CM Punk was doing his acceptance, even if you just have Cody just kind of like appear and be like, 
do I know you from somewhere? <laughs> right. Now, I don't know what kind of working relationship exists between Ring of Honor and AEW, but, I mean, a, a matchup between Cody and Punk in Ring of Honor, uh, I would tune in for that. Sign me up for that. I I agree with that. I really do. So. I think for me, and yes, I do agree with Jay Lethal. But what about Sumi Sakai? Oh, on the women's side, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Sumi Sakai, part of the Women of Honor, the in the first <clears throat> matchup that happened where she defeated Simply Luscious back in 2002 yeah. on the road to the title show. That was the first women's match in Ring of Honor. Sumi Sakai. What an unlikely champion, eh? Right? Yeah. Right? But there's been some other great names that have been in there for the women's division as well. I mean, you're looking uh, Mandy Leone, um, Deanna Perrazzo, um, Awesome or Amazing Kong, she was known as then. Awesome Kong, Amazing Kong, uh, Mickey James, uh, Mischief. You know, Sarah Del Rey, Daisy Hayes, so many Kelly of these Klein. different names. Kelly Klein, Taylor Hendricks, yeah. Veda Scott. Some good names there. <laughs> so many, right? Yeah. Allison Danger. Mm. Right? Yeah. She she worked from 2002 to 2008 with the company. She was there at the beginning. Yeah. 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 So many good names. And I mean, it, it'll be very interesting to see who they actually bring in for the women's yeah. division. I'd like to see them induct at least one woman uh, in, in, with this group as well. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if this is the entire set list, but I, I think you got to include uh, one woman in there, and I think your pick is definitely the right one. I think so as well. For yeah. her being within the very first matchup, very first women's match in Ring of Honor, I think it's very yeah. much so deserving. Yeah. Very much Absolutely. so. Absolutely. So happy about the Briscoe brothers being in there. Yeah. Samoa Joe. Brian Danielson definitely is a name that deserves it. He's earned it. There's a difference between earning and deserving. Yeah. And I think with, 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 with Daniel as well, I think there's only one name to induct him. I wonder if we're on the same wavelength as this one because I have a sneaking suspicion we might be Nigel McGuinness. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Good God, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Either that or if he's available, I don't know how the legalities work, but another really good pick would be Mr. William Regal. Right. So I think Regal would be, yeah, you're right. Regal, Regal. Yeah. Yeah. So. Considering uh, D, uh, BD now, I guess, Brian Danielson, BD, not DB, um, whatever the f- hell you want to call him. <laughs> really emulated. Yeah. Right. Emulated him. So yeah. yeah a William Regal to induct Daniel Bryan in there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk one more piece of Hall of Fame. 
the WWE Hall of Fame. The WWE has now given us the name, the first name into the WWE Hall of Fame. And if you have been watching anything online, you already know who this person is. It is none other than The Undertaker. So it is official. The Undertaker has now been announced for the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2022. I love it. And I hate it. Mm. I love it because, yes, it's The Undertaker. And, yes, definitely, I, I agree, it is time. And he even says it's time. But why is he the headliner for the Hall of Fame? We have talked about this on the program before. It should just be the undertaker this year and no one else i'm going to take a drink of my non-sponsored dr pepper here while you take it away for a moment there joe uh, i definitely agree because I, that, that's and i've said this even in some of our private chats uh, before the show that yeah i mean i i love the pick of him getting it obviously but it's got to be a solo induction. And here's my scenario. I've laid up something similar um, probably a year, probably longer back of what his retirement match uh, should have been like. And I, I'll adjust it a bit for the, how I see this Hall of Fame scenario thing going is he comes out and he does his entrance. Right, He does his entrance, walks down, but they have it set up like in a ring. And he does his thing. He... Does a signature pose and all that kind of stuff, doesn't have to say much, right? And then you have somewhere at ringside, you have the bike, you have his motorcycle set there so that he can come back up the ramp to the American Badass music or whatever, like that. But then the kicker then is you have everybody who he's faced and all everybody who was instrumental in his career, opponent wise or partner wise, lined up along that ramp going back up. And then you have him ride up like that, and you have him like high fiving and like at every single person as he goes back up, does the pose at the top of the ramp, and then maybe even like gets off the bike and then leaves his stuff there and then drives out. That's the scenario I would set up if I was setting up this Hall of Fame induction. That's how I would go about doing it. I think that this should be a situation of a this is your career where you have members of the WWE roster who have worked with The Undertaker. So we're looking right. at like AJ Styles does a little video package for Taker. We, then we get Glenn cool Jacobs, too. Kane doing something, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Get all of these people that you can to leave a little bit about The Undertaker and his career and how he was pivotal in their career. You do that, you can make the entire night just that. Running video packages while Taker right. sits there and is watching 
you have a camera on Taker because I guarantee there will be some emotions that come out through all of that. And then you include names like Rodney or Yokozuna that he did great stuff with that is now not with us. And you include into video packages some of these things. And then you can even have members of the roster come up on stage to make speeches for Mark Calloway or The Undertaker. Something like that. A night to honor the dead man. That's how I would love to see things go. Very similar to what I had kind of pitched. Mine Mine may be a little bit more elaborate there, but uh, um, I'd say a combination of of my idea and your idea. I think you could do all that uh, while he's in the ring. You do all those packages, but then you have someone actually come out to anybody who's available to actually come there in person, right? To, as he's going back up that ramp on the bike, you know, I mean, they could, they could do something really, really cool here, Carl, but between you and I, everybody watching here, do we have faith that they'll actually do something really cool for him? Cause if, if they do this wrong, if they do him dirty, lots of people are going to have something to say about it. I mean, I mean, cause you can make the argument that he hasn't had a proper retirement match. You can make True. that argument, True. right? Which I already am already disappointed by. Um, they, they, they better not do it wrong, man. <laughs> they they better not, right? The, the only way you can do it properly is you have to have it all be about him. It's diluted if it's if there's anybody else. Sorry. I definitely <laughs> agree. No, I definitely yeah. agree with that. Hundred percent, I do. The Undertaker needs to be the only inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2022. We're going to take one more quick break here to hear from another one of our sponsors. And we're going to be right back. Support for Turnbuckle Talk as heard on Love Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world? Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LOVEWRESTLING at manscaped.com Welcome back to the final piece of Turnbuckle Talk, episode 259, this one entitled Standing in the Hall of Fame. I am Carl Carafel, and I am joined alongside, that's right, Mighty Joe Morin back for an episode of Turnbuckle Talk, and I couldn't be happier to have my friend and my brother back here for an episode of turnbuckle talk i got one more piece of 
talk to have with you. Mm. And that is revolving around WWE championships. So now I don't know if you have seen or heard what really the main event of WrestleMania is going to be this year, Joe. Have you seen? I believe we're looking at Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, correct? That's right. But it will be in a winner take all as we have Roman Reigns champion, universal champion, and Brock Lesnar coming out of Elimination Chamber as the WWE Championship holder. My word, are we about to finally see an amalgamation of these two championships obviously put on to Roman Reigns to continue on that streak and finally have a champion of the WWE that goes between shows and is the face of the company. Are we finally getting that Joe? I hope so. It's time to, because I've always been in the train of thought that I feel like it's diluted using that term twice in one episode here. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's diluted to have two world champions for the same company. Um, yeah. It, 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 that only really ever makes sense, especially when you look at it from a uh, like a combat sport perspective, whether it be like UFC or boxing. You know, when a fighter goes away for a period of time, so you have to have an interim champion in the meantime, and then some point down the road, the the uh, the champion who's disputing that they have a unification fight. It makes sense; yeah. people understand that thought process. It's time to do that. And I think having one champion, a WWE World Heavyweight Champion, have one championship or belt. Right. It's so I'm sad using the no no word that word. Right. I'm using the no no word belt. Like why the hell is it a no no word? That's what it is. <laughs> it goes around your waist. It's a belt. Yeah. And if they're gonna make a new one, make a new design as well. And Make sure that it's got some actual snaps on it and that's not Velcro, people. This company is saving a bunch of money right now. You can spring for a proper championship title belt. So to go along with that, um, first, please. Javier. Smart man, smart man. Javier says, yes, please, only one world champion <laughs> I agree with that. A hundred percent. I agree with that. That's the way that it should be. Now, you talk about the snaps on the championship belts. Yeah. Roman Reigns wants that. Yeah. Roman Reigns is tired of the Velcro and wants snaps. So I think exactly what we're going to see is that at WrestleMania, we're going to have the two titles unified with Roman Reigns winning and then already having a championship belt. Yes, belt that has been created already for him to have and show 
that night. What do you think? I agree with you, but I don't think it's going to be him. Really? You think Brock is going to win? They're on such a good roll with him. He's having fun being the good guy. He's doing the cowboy shit with the fans now. He's stealing right. Adam Page's gimmick. That's fantastic. You ride that money and merch train as far as you can take it with one of the arguably biggest names in professional wrestling. You latch onto that and you make some money as champion. Oh, they've, they've made enough money already. You can make us more. He has. You could. Right? And, and you can actually make it off the fans in this case and not just Fox and the Saudi Arabia deals because people can disagree with me on that, but that's where the majority of their money is coming from. Yes. If you put the championship on Brock in that fashion at WrestleMania and you make a whole lot of merchandise around that, you can print money with his face on it and people will buy it. Yeah, it's very true. You're right. I just I, I don't think that they're going to go that route, though. Because Brock has been that champion that comes in, holds it, gets rid of it, comes in, holds it, gets rid of it, comes it's, in, holds it, gets rid of it. It's just such a better feeling at the end of a WrestleMania when you have the good guy celebrating the victory. In this case, a unification of a world championship. And you send everybody home happy, him included. But they've got such a good run with Roman right now too, though. Yeah. Right, Roman Reigns, I think, is the is number five on the list of longest reigning champions. The only other ones have been like Bruno San Martino, um, yeah. Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan, and two others. I'm pretty yeah. sure two others. The so do they continue way, that? Though? The only way I'd be good with them doing it with with Roman is they make him do something very, very diabolical, and you really elevate him into a heel. Because right now you could argue that he is getting over like a good guy. You have to be careful that you don't cross over into babyface territory. He needs, if he's going to win a WrestleMania, win a unification fight, he needs to do it in dastardly fashion, and people should be wanting to lynch him in the parking lot. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. 100%. 100%. Wow. I'm I'm excited for this matchup at WrestleMania. I definitely am. Because of this, because it's champion versus champion, because it's winner take all, they have grabbed my interest. And I can guarantee you I will be watching WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. I mean, as shitty as it has been in the past, whatever. It's WrestleMania. I always watch it. As I'm sure you will probably catch what you can of it too. Especially if a Stone Cold is there, that might grab your interest. Maybe. Maybe. No, that's assuming that I don't have to work my day job. I don't need WrestleMania, but we'll see. We'll see, man. Definitely. I mean, it's it's been absolutely fantastic having you on here, Joe. This has been great. I haven't had the ticker up here, but I am going to put it up here now because I don't want I do not want to forget about all of you. All our amazing fans and supporters down at the bottom in that ticker. Oh, yeah. 
Thank you. I was looking up there. <laughs> it's not up there. Thank you to all of you. You have been fantastic in keeping this program going. Thank you so much. And we do have a few other people to thank here as well. We've talked about Collar and Elbow Brand, where you can get your 10% off using promo code JKPODCAST. We have talked about Manscaped, where you can get 20% off when using the promo code Love Wrestling. Well, we want to talk about Phoenix at FNXFit.com just for one moment. If you're looking for health supplements or even some workout gear, go and check out phoenix at fnxfit.com while you're there use the promo code tbtalkpod you're going to get yourself 15 percent off your entire purchase thank you so much to Streamyard for giving us this amazing platform here to be able to bring you these video podcast shows and if you haven't yet i got two places for you to go twitch.tv slash love wrestling ca because that is where starting march 1st all live content will be available there live content will be available there make sure that while you are on all of these different socials that you are leaving some likes and some love and the last place that i want you all to go to is YouTube and look up Turnbuckle Studios because that is my little place on the tube of views. And I would love for you to go over there, subscribe, click that notification bell because I do different programs on there. Not just Turnbuckle Talk, but I also do Carl Carafel Unboxes where monthly I unbox the latest Pro Wrestling Crate from ProWrestlingCrate.com. This has been an amazing episode for Mighty Joe and for myself, Carl Carafel. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you on the next one.